The Source of Truth is an audio recording of Pastor Ronnie Love sharing Christian encouragement and biblical truth. We hope this podcast can help make your path a bit brighter today. Psalms 119.105 says, Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. Uh, Psalm chapter 75. Psalm chapter 75. I punched in the wrong number on our title. I have 74. We're actually in Psalm chapter 75 this morning as we evaluate uh, another, another section of scripture from the book of Psalms. And again, I hope I'm planning to go back normal tomorrow, Wednesday. We're planning to have our normal Bible study. Uh, Steve Fow is still uh, a little under the weather. He's, um, he's home from the hospital, and so he's doing better, but still recovering. So I'm going to plan to fill in. I'm going to teach in the adults and the youth group tomorrow night. So I'll start with the adults, and then when you go to prayer time, I'll move up to the youth group and teach up there. And uh, so that's tomorrow night, 7 o'clock. So join us in person and online tomorrow night. 7. Psalm chapter 75, as we uh, evaluate a great passage, Psalm 75, beginning in verse 1, the Bible says unto thee, O God, do we give thanks? Unto thee do we give thanks? For that thy name is near thy wondrous works declare. When I shall receive the congregation, I will judge uprightly. The earth and all the inhabitants thereof are dissolved. I bear up the pillars of it, Selah. I said unto the fools, deal not foolishly. And to the wicked, lift up not the horn. Lift not up your horn on high, speak not with a stiff neck. For promotion cometh neither from the east, nor from the west, nor from the south. But God is the judge, he putteth down one, and setteth up another. So let me, a little bit of understanding. Last couple chapters, there's been an awful lot of talk about, the psalmist is basically saying, Lord, why have you forgotten us? Why are we struggling? And we get to this, where the psalmist is now praising God. Because the psalmist is seeing God's action. The psalmist is reminded that God is the one in control, that God is ultimately going to deal with all of this. And we could easily today, in the direction we're going in our country, we can sit back and say, Lord, what are you doing? Uh, you know, God told us in Romans chapter 1 that hey, the people who wanted to go a certain way, he was going to give them up to their vile affections. He was going to allow the people to have what they wanted along with the consequences of it. So we see the, the morality disappearing in our country. We also see the increase of all kinds of crazy diseases that are literally direct results of the immorality struggle in our country today. That's not a surprise. And you say it's a punishment from God. It's not a punishment from God. It's a consequence of our decisions. You choose to go 100 miles an hour down or 110 down 95, you get an accident, that's on you. Um, when you choose to live a certain lifestyle, it's on you, the consequences. God's not bringing punishment. He's just allowing our actions to fulfill themselves. But there is a point, though, when we look at some of the direction of our country and we say, Lord, what's going on? We get nervous. You know, I, was, I haven't listened to the message yet, but a friend of mine posted uh, a message by a man that I listen to often. His name's um, Tony Evans, Dr. Tony Evans, a great preacher. He, the premise of it is, I think, phenomenal. And I think it's, I'm, I'm going to listen to it because I'd like to share the thoughts to it. But the premise is phenomenal because he, he makes a comment along these lines that we as Christians weren't put on this earth to fix the problems of this earth. We knew the earth is going to fall into total decay before God comes back. He told us it is. We're not here to fix the problem. So we have to decide what kingdom are we part of. Are we part of this earthly kingdom or are we part of the heavenly kingdom? We have to understand that God's got a plan and we need to put our trust there. And we get so overwhelmed with fear and concern because of what's going on in our world. We forget that God is in control. So this is kind of what happens. So the psalmist starts off by thanking God for all that he's doing, praising God, because he's going to understand he's in control. But he says in verse 3, the earth and all the inhabitants thereof are dissolved. Actually, um, verse 2 starts with what we believe to be God speaking here. So God says, when I shall receive the congregation, I will judge a prayer. The earth and all the inhabitants are therefore dissolved. I bear the pillars. He says, I'm still in control. 
whatever happens, I'm in control. I know what's going on. Don't worry about it. Just keep your eyes focused on me. He talks about, don't let the verse 4, Senator the fools, deal not foolishly or lift up you the horn. He's don't act like you this, You can get away with it. Don't act like I don't see what's going on. Don't act like what you're doing is, is, is ignored. I'm in control. See, the people who want to look at us that believe in the morality and believe in the Bible, and they say, listen, the Bible says this, but look how we're living. God's keeping his mouth quiet. It's not permanent. And he tells, he tells the wicked of the world, don't just act like you can, you're just, you can just go anywhere you want and get away with it. And he continues now. He says, remember... Verse 6, promotion cometh neither from the east nor the west nor from the south, but God is the judge. He putteth down one and setteth up another. We reminded by that that the current scenario in our, even our government, God's in control. He places, the Bible says the heart of the leader is in the hand of God and he moves it as he wants. God is going to use the different presidents in office and the different prime ministers and different kings or whatever it would be in our current culture to direct the world towards the end times, to direct the world towards the coming tribulation, towards the rapture, things of that nature. So God knows what he's doing, and promotion comes based upon his plan. Yes, yeah, Satan is a prince, since the prince and power of the era, but sometimes we get this idea, well, this is a great battle between Satan and Jesus. No, it's not. Satan's a demon. He's an angel. He's nowhere near the power of God. This is not a battle between Satan and Jesus, yeah, there's a battle between good and evil, but Jesus has already won. Satan's trying to somehow manipulate a way in. Now, Satan, Jesus has already won. We're just waiting for it all to end. And so Jesus has won. Satan has already been defeated. He just doesn't believe it because he's the father of lies. He knows that. So I think we will be careful that we get overly consumed about what's going on right now. Maybe we just again, trust God. So he continues. Um, this is what God said he's going to do. Verse 8, for in the hand of the Lord, there was a cup. And the wine is red, and is full of mix, and, and, and is full mixture. And he poureth out the and the same, but the dreads thereof, and all the wicked of the earth shall wring them out and drink them. He says he's going to pour out his wrath upon this earth, which we know is still future. He's going to do that, and even the evil are going to experience that. Then he says in verse nine, "I will declare forever, I will sing praises to God of Jacob. All the horns of the wicked shall will, will I cut off, but the horns of the righteous shall be exalted." He says, listen, I, I'm going, I know that God's in control and all of the things we see happening, the things that we just, we, it can, can consume us if we allow it to. Be careful not to let it. Be careful not to be consumed by the events of the world or the circumstances of the world or even your own personal circumstances. We keep our eyes focused on God, focused on Jesus. Because God's in control. He's got a promise. He even knows. He knows how the news we have read over the weekend is going to work toward the end time because he saw it coming remember he's omnipotent omniscient omnipresent he knows what's going on he's not restricted to time jesus has already seen all of this unfold everything happening in the white house everything happening in afghanistan everything happening in our country with the vaccine with the virus and all of these things happening right now all of this jesus has already seen he knows how it's going to end and he's in control don't worry about it now be wise serpent subtle as dust you know read pay attention you know be aware of what's happening because it helps us to be reminded of what God is doing. But then put your trust in God and know that he has already won. This it, Prophecy is history that is just yet to be fulfilled. It's already done. It's just waiting for God to let it fulfill itself. And so I hope we put our trust in him in that area. Trust in him that God is in absolute control. He's in control not only of the prophecy and the, and the Middle East and the White House and all the things. And, and don't get me wrong. That doesn't mean don't go vote, don't go do these things. I think we need to do our part. We're put here. We've been given some privileges and some rights as Americans. We'll take advantage of it. Go vote. Do your part. Be, be engaged. Be involved. Uh, but at the same case, don't let it consume us in fear 
about what could happen. You see, because God's aware of the virus, he's aware of the Delta variant, he's aware of all these other things, and he's still in control. You know, this is actually a wonderful opportunity because as Christians, if we can see all of this from the point of view of the kingdom view, we see a bunch of people who are more afraid now than they've ever been, looking for hope now in ways place they never thought. What an opportunity for ministry. What an opportunity to share the gospel. What an opportunity to point them to the only source of hope. And that is Jesus. Let me encourage you, if you're looking for hope, you're looking for the answers. I understand that sometimes religion can be confusing because there's so many different religions out there. And I encourage you, religion itself won't help. It is all about Jesus. And may you come and find Jesus. Put your faith in Jesus. And not just in a church. Then church is important. Church is good. But that's what we do after we found Jesus. And may you come. I hope, I hope maybe we invite you to join our church. Come and join us, Ben Salem Baptist there in Ben Salem. We'd love to have you join us because there we don't worry about religion or man-made rules. We worry about finding Jesus and worshiping Jesus, we invite you. For those of you who have already found Jesus, may that be where your trust is. May today we continue to find our trust in him in that area. May today we see that he's still in control of our, of our circumstances and events today. May we find hope in that. Yeah, that doesn't mean that things won't get a little harder. That doesn't mean that inflation's not rising and prices aren't climbing and things aren't ju just not good right now in a lot of areas, but we can still put our trust in God. And may we just see how he can work all of this for his, for his glory and our good. Thanks for joining us today on this Tuesday morning. Again, thanks for your prayers for our family. Uh, again, I plan to be back in the office tomorrow morning, Wednesday night. We're planning to have a normal Wednesday night service. Uh, but the foul is still not feeling well home from the hospital, still feeling well. So I will be doing the Bible study uh, in the auditorium for the adults tomorrow night. Excuse me. And then I move to the teens right after that. So I invite you to join us tomorrow night, 7, uh, or online, in person, in person or online. And Sunday, we'll go back to normal services. And uh, we're so grateful for the opportunity and your patience as we've been out, you know, and then this week, not this weekend, but next weekend, we go to take our daughter to college. I tell you, just I, it's been bothering me to be out this much. I don't like it, but it, it is what it is right now. It's the season God's had us, and we just have to accept the circumstances as it is. And so we're looking forward to we got a great guest speaker coming in on that Sunday. So this week, I'm here Wednesday, I'm here on Sunday in church, and we look forward to a great time of worship. We love you. Thanks for joining us today. We look forward to having, hope you have a great afternoon. We look forward to seeing you again tomorrow. God bless.